Welcome to the You're Not Gonna Like This podcast. If you have found yourself to this corner of the internet, you probably are someone who thrives in discomfort. You are probably somebody who enjoys being provoked into new perspective. And that is exactly what we are here to do today. So if you are ready to throw away your traditional thoughts, your traditional views, what society told you, what the world told you about how you're supposed to think, feel, or act, then you are in the right place because we know that nothing is normal. Things just get normalized and we say, screw that. We're going to create our own path. So you are definitely not going to like today's episode because today we get into Crack Rock would be a learning opportunity for Marco (laughs) because it would teach his brain. Oh, this is Crack Rock. (laughs) I now know the experience of Crack Rock. I am more informed about the world and the universe around me. Let's get into it. (laughs) All right, everybody. Hello. I love starting episodes with Marco laughing. It's very wholesome. (laughs) We'll We'll just start it on your chuckle. Hello, everybody. Welcome to whatever number episode this is of the You're Not Gonna Like This podcast. <laughs> My name is Amari Adeola Samora Anderson Tawakli. And this. Whoa. <laughs> very impressive. <laughs> the whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> and this is Marco Antonio Hansel. Not as impressive. The second. As name. Oh, sorry. The second. The second. Yeah, the second. That's the royalty in it. Oh, yeah. got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> sorry for being this. <laughs> misunderstood okay so um in true you're not gonna like this fashion i'm just gonna start off with a bomb okay and it's maybe more of a bomb for uh the listener than it is for you so we're recording this halfway through february 2022 <sighs> in the last month or sorry in the last month and a half I have moved to Mexico. <laughs> I have uh, taken my romantic relationship up about 18 levels. <laughs> I've explored a new romantic relationship. I have had one of my close friends, one of my new close friends, uh, have a mental breakdown and go to the hospital. I have had uh I found out my dad had cancer. I went home and saw my dad as he got out of the hospital. I saw my mom for the first time in about five years. I visited my hometown for the first time since I got kicked out about 10 years ago or something like that. Um, Should I keep going? It's a What'd you say? It's a very fresh Prince of Bel Air looking spot, by the way. <laughs> it's like yeah. grew up with Uncle Phil. <laughs> That's <great>. hilarious. <laughs> uh, we could talk more about that. Um, oh, I also got canceled. <laughs> yes. I got canceled you on canceled mine. yourself. <laughs> I canceled myself. And then actually got And then actually got canceled. <laughs> I uh, lost two of my closest friends. Not... They didn't die. They just decided they no longer wanted to be in my life. <laughs> You're dead to them. <laughs> yeah, as in, I'm dead to them. As they say. I love that Marco laughs at that. <laughs> um, yeah. I I feel like I'm missing something else, but I think that's a, a good place to start. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. In the last month and a half. Yeah. Quite a bit. 
And now I'm back in LA as of uh, about 48 hours ago. Yeah. And bro, you want to know what? I feel what? great. Yeah. <laughs> I well, feel that's, amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. I, 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 sorry, my bad. Uh, I came back and spending that part of that massive month and a half with you alongside you and fighting almost every single day shall i also mention uh it's great because it's it's almost like we 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 assume that we go through like growth experiences to like literally grow like to mm. add on like new tools to our tool belt but i think yes that happened for me but I think what I'm also feeling is that more than anything, these experiences have allowed me to let go of more stuff mm -hmm. than more so than like take on new tools and abilities and skills. They've actually more so uh, illuminated to me what's actually important mm -hmm. and allowed me perspective to release uh, thinking, people, relationships, ideas, attachments that aren't serving Mm -hmm. So I think the first thing I'll throw in today's pot is maybe to get to the next level, it's not about developing oneself or learning oneself or learning new skills. It's more about unlearning things mm -hmm. and letting go of things that no longer serve. Mm. <sighs> you know what? It, I'll just start there. <laughs> so the first, the first thing that I hear when you say that is like... Um, Moving from being a generalist to becoming a specialist. Yeah. 100%. Like, you're like, you know what? I'm realizing this identity that I have. It's been this wide. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> just adjust the boundary. Just bring this in yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, and yeah. it's weird. I guess it's like the what you're bringing up for me is just the concept of like know thyself. And as you mm. know yourself more. A lot of people talk about this idea of um, part of you truly becoming more of you is like learning your nose, like more mm. powerful. Like, oh, no. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. no, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't want that. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, no, I don't. 100%. I don't want this. And like in that in those no's, I actually start becoming that much clearer with like what direction that I am going in um, by finding mm. out all the ones that I'm like, yeah, I tried that. No. Went down that road. I love now. that. <laughs> Can I? I'm going to communicate something that uh, when I realized that you were actually with me, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I communicated it to you while it was happening. Oh. It's a very ambiguous statement. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give specifics. So, Marco, the lucky and privileged man that he is, got to see me have a full on breakdown mm -hmm. about three four weeks ago something yeah, like yeah like full-on going from like putting a hole in a brick wall angry to like snot dribbling down my cheek sad <laughs> within the span of like an hour you know and uh marco we, if we want we can talk about why all that mm. happened um don't worry marco didn't do it for what i was dealing with at the time i wasn't the cause of. um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he was the cause of the other breakdown, yeah. not, the, not this breakdown. <laughs> um, and uh, so, yeah, as I'm having this, this, this breakdown, it was because somebody in my uh, 
in my life crossed the boundary, like very violently crossed the boundary. Um, and it just triggered the fuck out of me and triggered all these emotions in me. And as, <laughs> half of my brain is having emotional <laughs> breakdown. The other half is like turning it into a workshop, <laughs> like turning it into a logical framework, right? So the logical framework of my brain was like, huh, this is going to be a statement that I really want to unpack, is that you only know you're in a space when you see or you hit the walls, right? So in an emotional sense, I recognize my boundaries because I felt somebody cross them, because I felt somebody hit the wall. Yeah. Right. And it made me realize like, oh, there it is. I have boundaries. <laughs> <There> it is. <laughs> I, I have things that don't work. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, you know? that's great. And it was super meta to like think about yeah. it in that way. You know, like you only realize you have boundaries when they get hit. It's like the best metaphor that I thought of was the Truman uh -huh. Show, which yeah. you know, Jim Carrey, when he's like living in this like fake reality where everything is uh programmed and everything is on a reality show he doesn't realize he, he's on a reality show until he hits mm -hmm. like he's on a boat and he hits the wall like, of the, the horizon like, <laughs> he's like wait yeah. what <laughs> and all and that's the moment where his life just becomes like perspective mm -hmm. flips he's like oh wait if the horizon doesn't go on forever and i just hit this wall I hope people who've not seen the Truman Show can still follow this metaphor. But I've hit the end of this wall. All of a sudden, it makes you look back and be like, wait, if this is the edge, what the fuck was mm. all that <laughs> back there? You know, and it makes you realize, like, oh, wait, my world is not mm. real. My world is not what I once thought it was, you know. And when this person so violently crossed my boundaries, you know, a month ago or so, three, four weeks ago, I was like, oh, mm. <laughs> I do have boundaries. I do have a place where, like you say, there's a point where it's no. like, no. <laughs> not that. <laughs> nope. <Yeah. laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, sir. That will not work. <laughs> Take that back to the manufacturer oh, <laughs> because that will not be, that will not that be sold visual. in this department store. I love that visual. Like yeah. you're recognizing it. And it's almost, it's almost like before you hit it, it's all just like a theory. You're like, well, yeah, I think like this might be too much or that might be too much. But it's like you literally experiencing the experience of like, oh, I just experienced my boundary being crossed. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go further than this. This is where I stop. This is where I stop. But like that. Yeah. yeah uh, ooh, it's it's funny because um, what it reminds me of is both the both the ability to notice the no and the ability to have your boundaries tested so that you might even find out that it's a lot like wider than you thought. Right. Like, so it can, it can work both mm -hmm. ways. Right. Yeah. Like, like I, I think about that, particularly yeah, yeah. when we, we start on like, like, like athletic performance or things like that. Like you're like, yeah, I can only do 10 reps. And then you try to go past 10 and you're like, Oh wait, actually, actually I can do 15. Like I, I didn't realize. Yeah. I can and do then a I can more. a little bit more. So it's like both, yeah. both the expanding yeah. and contracting, but noticing that the, until I actually get to the limits, they're just theoretical. Yeah. Literally theory. just theory. I don't but, know my limits yes, until they have. Until I actually get to the fucking breaking point. Yeah. Will I even realize yeah. that's my breaking point? 
Otherwise, I'm just just conjecturing. I'm just guessing. Like, oh, I think I couldn't take yeah. this much. Like, <laughs> I think I could yeah. do 13 push-ups in theory. And then you're like, oh, 50 push-ups is wow. actually Wow, so yeah. It's like until, <laughs> until my limits are tested. So then I would challenge. This is what's so beautiful about what you're saying is like, oh, this is great. This is great. This is because this is like a lot of the shit we talk about of like, yo, if you if you have not, if you're going in your life and you have a ton of theoretical limits, but you haven't actually tested those limits, like I call bullshit. I call I call bullshit on like you actually 100%. knowing your authentic self of like, are you sure that's your limit? That's the difference between fear yeah. and awareness, right? Fear says, I think my mm-hmm. limit is right about here. It's right here. <laughs> it's, it's yeah. Fear fear is concept. Yeah. Awareness is awareness. Awareness is like oh, this is actually where it is. And then, you know? then the funny part about that is like obviously not to um take this into a whole like ethical quandary, but like the the concept of what people would say of like, oh, you know, don't knock it until you've tried it. It's like, well, I haven't tried crack, but <laughs> I also know that this doesn't apply to me being like, well, Marco, you never know. Like, it might be really good for right. you. Um, right. So there's like this this yeah. this realm of like, almost I guess there's boundaries that I'm putting up that are an expression of call it like the expression of my love. Like these are my loving boundaries. Of like, hey, these are these are the mm-hmm. even when you talked about a while back, we had the whole concept of the circle of compassion, right? Like this is the area where I desire to be my loving self and a desire to love this thing. So I would put mm-hmm. crack mm-hmm. as like crack is just outside that I don't, yeah, I don't give a fuck right where, outside the whether wall, not yeah. I can <laughs> take it or not. It's not in my desire. It's not something that I desire to do. So it is outside right. of that boundary by default. I don't need to try it to find it out. But when I start thinking about the things that I want, like I want relationship and i'm not sure if i can try that hard or i want to you know become stronger but i I don't know if i could do 12 reps or five miles like those are all things that are like well if if it's serving you to test those boundaries and to test these because these are things you actually desire fucking go there like test those boundaries right right yeah change yeah exchange the fear for us of where your actual limit is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's already. That's a juicy one, dude. <laughs> yeah, all right, guys. Podcast over. Too much value provided. <laughs> we have reached the value limit of the podcast. Um, okay. So, if I may, you can do it. By, if I may, I mean I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna. It's like, who am I asking permission for? Um, I'm gonna take it to another level mm. of of uh, value. So. We talk about our boundaries, right? For me, they are like the schematic of the self, right? Like I know myself because I know my boundaries, right? I know, like you say, like, okay, cool. Like I know, er, (laughs) crack rock outside of boundary, (laughs) like, right? And without full awareness of the boundaries mm-hmm. there's not full awareness of the self right it's 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 like man this is kind of difficult to communicate just acknowledging that is like it's like i'm formless and then only once i draw a enclosed shape around myself 
do I then take form, right? But you can reach the boundary and be like, mm -hmm. oh, actually, I want to move it. I want to make it larger. And it's like, you can mm -hmm. <laughs> through experience. <laughs> and through experience, the self grows and the awareness changes and everything, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you might meet a boundary and be like, nope, that's exactly nope. where I want it to be. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> wrong, <yeah. laughs> I'm good on the crack rock. <laughs> right? <laughs> but what's interesting, if we continue to follow this metaphor of like sketching out the self, creating the mm. schematic of the self, is like people will see things that are outside of their boundary and then judge it. Mm -hmm. But judge it having not had experience with the thing that they are judging. Mm -hmm. So let me make that tangible. Crack rock. Yeah. Crack rock, crack rock. Shout out to Frank Ocean. I listened to that song yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. We could like put a sample of that song right here, but I don't know. <laughs> um, hilarious. Um, so yeah, crack rock is outside the boundary. But I'm assuming crack rock is outside your boundary because you've heard things about it. You're like, oh, eh, not really. You've maybe seen some people mm -hmm. on crack. You're like, oh, yeah. eh, not really my vibe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? But True humility is saying, like, I don't want it within my sphere because it's an experience that I desire not to have. But it doesn't mean I need to make it bad or make, need to make it wrong or I need to judge it. Mm -hmm. Right. I think people need to, like, judge things that they don't do in order to make their sense of self feel complete. Mm -hmm. Right. So, like, for me, or I'll say, for us yeah. as mushroom aficionados, <laughs> right? Like, I'm like, bro, I really vibe with mushrooms. Like, yeah. I, I, I really enjoy what they offer me every single time, right? There's things like acid, LSD, you know, like I'm in LA, so there's a bunch of people doing ketamine that I'm just like, meh, not really like, I don't, I don't feel like a pull to discover what that would do for me or what, how my boundaries would change around that. And yet I can also simultaneously sit in the same space of not judgment of the people who do. Like when my friends do acid or LSD, I'm like, oh, oh word. I'm good, but like, I'm not tripping. And I think that there's a distinction between that and being like, oh, I'm on mushrooms and it's the superior yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> psycho hallucinogenic drug and you guys just don't know. The, you know what I mean? It's like, why do I have to make mine better in order to uh, confirm my sense of identity. Well, that's, that's the thing, right? Because you've you've made a judgment for yourself, for sure, right? And yeah. Like, so, myself. like that exactly. thing we've talked about in the past of like we can't escape the fact that we do have a judgment. Now, whether or not that mm -hmm. judgment comes with like, and now I need to run a campaign, an anti like <laughs> LSD campaign or whatever. So <laughs> right. That's that's also up to you because that could be a part of something that you decide as a mission that you're like, this is my mission. But I think the clarity that um, you're bringing up is um, it's something that we've talked about a while about like this concept of somebody's ego or identity being threatened by the existence of mm -hmm. alternative choices. <laughs> like, oh, there's somebody who's not doing the thing that I'm doing. Like they must be taken down so that I can affirm that. And for the 95th <laughs> time on this podcast, Cancel culture rears its ugly head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, your 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 decision and your independence and your like thoughts and perceptions are safe. Trust me, they are safe. You are good. good. You can continue <laughs> believing what you believe, 
even if the entire right. world thinks something different. If you separately make the decision to campaign to change the world's mind, like put those in two separate buckets. I am deciding this. I would like for other people to be informed about this thing because it is also beautiful, but not my identity will only stand if I can convince the world that like this thing is bad. Um, so yeah. Which is validation. Yeah, yeah. it's looking for that. And the whole thing is validation. Um, the only thing I would add on to that, huh, man, how the fuck does this shit always come back to Canada? <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. So, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to drop it. I'm okay. going to let you take it. I'm like, oh, you're gonna drop it? I don't even want to go down that route. Oh, I was gonna drop. I, okay, no, you know what? No matter of yeah. fact, I'm taking it back. <laughs> I want it back. Okay, so the only thing I was gonna add to that, almost mm. forgot it, was at the end of the day, neutrally, every experience offers a learning mm. opportunity, and if we substitute learning opportunity for growth, then we can say every experience offers mm. growth, right? So. Let's t erase the idea of good, bad, right, and wrong. Crack Rock would be a learning opportunity for Marco <laughs> because it would teach his brain, oh, this is Crack Rock. <laughs> I now know the experience yeah. of Crack Rock. I am more informed about the world and the universe around me. So in theory, by him saying, I don't want Crack Rock in my sphere mm. of existence, of experience, he's choosing, I don't want to grow mm. in that way. And now this is where it becomes fucking tintillating. Tintillating. <laughs> is that even a word? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> um, ten bucks, that's a word. Um, is it's titillating, yeah. I don't know what titillating um, is, but <laughs> <laughs> this man's titillating in the background. Hilarious. Anyways, back to my point. <laughs> so if we can acknowledge that we are essentially mm. saying no to growth in certain areas right? Then we get to kind of like unromanticize uh, self-development mm -hmm. in a way, because now we're picking and choosing and being selective of the ways in which we, mm -hmm. we want to grow, right? So <sighs> tangible example, we, we, we speak esoteric and then we yeah. bring it down to fucking practical. All you, all you gotta do is fucking be patient on this podcast. I promise it all makes sense. <laughs> so for example, I once dated a girl who was a spiritual type. She was the uh, kind of spiritual cliche of like, you know, I'm not going to shave my underarms. I'm not going to shave my legs. I'm like going to do bufo ceremonies probably like once or twice a week. I'm going to, you know, whatever. I'm like saying that all free of judgment. Like literally that was just her, her unique divine expression, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> I know. These are, I'm not trying to be funny. These are things she, we she need to do. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and so I'm dating her. And I remember at the beginning of dating her, I was like, huh, this is a learning opportunity for me. <laughs> I was like, this person is so different from me. She was also like very much like uh, in the in the lane of like, we need to go to all these like corporate entities and like teach them like oh, how unwoke they are and they need more black people and diversity trainings and ancestral stuff mm -hmm. like that whole, you know, she's in that vibe. 
<laughs> and I remember I was dating her and I was like, wow, Mari. Like, this is my like coaching, making everything growth related mind. I was like, wow, awesome opportunity for me to grow. Wow, awesome opportunity for me maybe to see where my logic is flawed. Wow, right? And I remember one time we did mushrooms together. And we got in a philosophical... <laughs> and cue oh, yeah, mushroom sound, editor. <laughs> we need the mushrooms out. Uh, so I did mushrooms with her. And uh, on mushrooms, we had like a philosophical debate about like uh, the point of kind of like pushing the critical race theory kind of agenda, right? And on mushrooms, I was like, wow. I fully believe what I believe. I see some of the flaws in this person's logic, but maybe I can learn from it. And in my mushroom state, I was like, this yeah. is great. Learning opportunity. <laughs> and then mushrooms finished. And I was like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> why am I putting myself through growth that I don't desire to have in my life? Right? I'm like, oh, this girl can teach me more about like spiritualness and, you know, like uh, making me challenge all myself and my identity and da 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 You know, I remember like one time I like, was driving with her and we were listening to like some rap song and she was like, this is misogynistic and da da da. And I was like, this is my fucking shit. Like, this is my jam. Like, I'm just, mm. I'm just slapping, <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is my shit. And I'm like, what can I learn from being more woke? Right. Until I finished this, you know, kind of <laughs> veil that has been crossed over my eyes of self-development. I'm just like, bro, you don't have mm -hmm. to do this to yourself. <laughs> You don't have to grow in this way, <laughs> right? This is a romantic relationship. You can choose the, yeah. the ways in which you decide to grow, right? It's essentially, oh, here, easy fucking metaphor. It's essentially going to college. It's like, yeah. what classes you're do you want to take? You're going to take all of them. Yeah. You're not going to take <laughs> all of them. Choosing. Yeah. Here, you can take philosophy. You can take math. You can take gender studies. But it's like, you are not going to take all of them. Mm -hmm. You will learn something in each of them. Yep. But which ones yep. do you want to grow in, right? So I think the whole point is I actually identifying where you want to grow, how you want to grow, how you want your boundaries to be pushed and pushing yeah. those boundaries. Because I, I don't personally believe like kind of sitting stale and having the same boundaries and the same yeah. sense of self for your entire life is a very interesting, exciting life. A lot of people do. But I, I have also been in the place. Yeah. A lot of people do. Know. Fuck them. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's a, <laughs> sorry, with love, not sorry. Um, and there's like, I've been in a place where I'm just like, let me just grow in every area. What can challenge me? What can push me? What can make me feel uncomfortable? It was literally what I did in mm -hmm. Mexico for a month. <laughs> right? And then it's eventually like, bro, at what point does it become a lack of self-care mm -hmm. to just be challenging yourself in every single direction? Yeah. Yeah. That's well, uh, my, my favorite book. One of my favorite books, Tiny Habits. I change best by feeling good. Um, I love that. I love that. Disagree. And you can disagree with it all. all you <laughs> want. That's great. I'm glad. Um, but the reason why I'm relating it to that is collapsing part of what might be what makes you disagree with it is that I can feel good challenging a part of myself or moving into painful pressure and still being like, I voluntarily want to go through this process, right? But when I'm 
Yes. When choosing I'm, when I'm going down a route, which a lot of people will do this where they're like in a relationship. And I've been in relationships where it's like, it's a shitty relationship. And I put on my self-development hat. Like, what is this, what is this relationship teaching me? And I'm just like, I don't have to be in this relationship. Like, I don't have to do that. Go to a fucking course to learn this shit if I want to. Like, I'm not. I don't have to do it in this container. So that that concept of realizing that, like, I can pick and choose the way in which, and not even not even I can pick and choose. I always am picking and choosing. It's thing. I think it's that. It's that. It's that. It's that realization that like having full agency in my life. I have the agency to be in this relationship. I have the agency to have this conversation. I have the agency to choose whether or not to go mm-hmm. work out. I have the agency to choose to do the crack rock or not. Like I have the agency to do all of that. So similar to what you just said is like, I'm yeah, yeah, basically yeah, yeah. life is a college of infinite choices. I'm never going to choose all of them. So just select the ones that I fucking want to choose. <laughs> like at the end of the day, choose your adventure yeah, and then like stop. You're, ne- you're never gonna do all of them. And you don't have to. Yeah. Nobody's gonna frown upon you because I know this is something too. Um, I've seen people in relationships where most commonly common for relationships like the enduring award, like they they want to get the award for enduring the most. Like yeah, you know, like things are really tough, but like. I'm enduring it and we're working through it. Like, sure. Like he beats me a little, like, but you know, we're, we're growing through this shit. Like that, that feeling being in the space of like recognizing the boundary and the point where you've moved from this like container of, I'd almost say like this container of healthy growth to like, like sadomasochistic, like, yeah, you're like punishing yourself yeah. through the growth yep. process. Like, yeah. Look how much I'm suffering. Look at I, my I'm suffering. Be so trophies. evolved after I suffer through all of <laughs> yeah. this. Like, it's like, well, you don't, you don't have to do yeah, that, yeah, and it, you can yeah. still grow um, yeah. and still go through tough things. Because I don't think that the recommendation that either of us is uh, are saying is like, hey, like you know, just stay in your comfortable bubble. Like, no, like obviously. Like push the envelopes, but no, like make fuck that. make yeah. it envelopes that you want to push. Like if you don't want to push that envelope, yeah, yeah. you don't have to. Like this is if if there's anything that I think I could boil down what I do simply into like a one liner, I would say two things. Helping people to recognize that they have choice. Number two, helping yeah. them make better choices. Yeah. <laughs> That's it, right? Because number one, 90% of, you know, mainstream world does not realize. They're like, oh, I just have to do this. And then I do that. And then I have to be in a relationship that I fucking hate. And then <laughs> it's like, nope. That's actually not the case. Right? So first, recognize the power of choice and the abundance of choice that you have in your life. And number two, how can we help you Create a framework to make better choices. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That the framework part too. Um, I'd add that like part of that is, and this will this will segue a little bit back into what's been happening with um, me and Anna and our relationship, and what I sort of started started off with with this idea of reinventing identity. Um, I think that the concept about choice, I use like an extreme example usually because I love extreme examples. 
but I, it's like like when somebody's like, oh, you know, like I, you know, had no choice. I had to do this thing, whatever. I had to, I had to, oh, I have to work this job because, um, you know, my family needs food, right? It's like, well, no, you still don't have to work this job. I'm like, and, and there's a number of different options. You could not work this job and suddenly not be able to provide for your family and they don't have food. But, but the, that, the thread, the starting part of like, I have to, is you anchoring yourself to this is the only option I have. It doesn't exactly. matter if the results are some results that you don't want. Like you still, you still take the agency for like, you are the person putting yourself into this situation, right? And, and the moment that you do that, then I think what, what happens too is I start shredding this victim story of like the world is happening to me. Right. Like, I'm just I'm stuck in this job because I got to put food on the table. It's like, no, no, you are choosing to be the provider. You are choosing to, as the provider, decide that you are going to be the one who's responsible for putting food on the table. And in the second part of what Amari said, you can choose to find a different way to do that. Because if this job that you fucking hate is the thing that's causing you to put food on the table, then maybe if you expanded your view, there's some other opportunities and ways for you to put food on the table that don't involve the job that you fucking hate. Like, so your, your limited yes. perspective on how you can live your life, in addition to even having the agency for your choices, is both the agency for the choice and the agency to change that choice and the possibility mm -hmm. that the ways in which you've already been going about things may not be the only way that you could do it. Like that... Oh, yes. Which is mental exercise. Yeah. It is the practice of being creative, not as an artist, as a human being. As a human being. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, again, esoteric concept. We're going to bring it down practical. There is a pencil on my desk. My goal, my intention is to take pencil and put it on floor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Person would say, okay, how do you do that? I take my hand and I pick up pencil and I put it on the floor. Okay, great. That's the most obvious way to do it, yeah. <laughs> right? It's like, also, I could hit this book, which would hit pencil and make pencil. it drop on the floor. I could pick up table, turn it over, and turn drop pencil over. onto the floor. <laughs> I could inhale very deeply and blow very, blow. exhale and <laughs> blow <laughs> pencil off. Right? There are always yeah. <laughs> billions always of opportunities lots of fucking options. to create the end result that we desire. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... When I hear you say, okay, somebody's like, all right, I have to provide food for my family. Great. Excellent. You are not the first person who's ever had to figure out a way to do <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> like, I know you like to think you are special, but no, unfortunately, that is not, not the case. So when we were in Mexico together, shout out to the journey that that was. <laughs> when we were in Mexico together, I saw plenty of people who were making ends meet. Mm -hmm. Plenty of people who were uh, taxi drivers, plenty of people who were selling fruit on the side of the streets, plenty of people who were like, you know, kind of like harassing you, be like, hell, oh, do this, do this, like take this tourist tour or whatever. Like yeah. they were doing whatever they needed to do to make money, right? Great. I would say, I would presume many of them are doing that because they have to provide. Mm -hmm. They need to, let's keep it super simple. They need to put food on the table. They need enough money to make food, mm -hmm. right? Great, excellent. 
there's somebody in Mexico. Like we saw, you know, those, uh, there was like all these different brands. There was a place called Boxito or something like the hardware store next to us. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's also companies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there was some person who started that company and they're like, I need to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same, same dilemma. <laughs> same dilemma. Same, dilemma. <laughs> same process, yeah. same intentions, same per- same purpose. Great. They found a different way. Mm-hmm. One person said, the only way I can do this is by getting the job that everybody else has because it's the most easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is the same thing as saying, I need to put my pencil on the floor. So I'm just going to so, take my hand and put it yeah. on the floor because that's the most obvious way. It's like, okay, cool. Great. But what if there are 5 billion other ways to do it? Mm-hmm. And what if those 5 billion different other ways also come with extra benefits, i.e. more food on the table, <sighs> i.e. more freedom, Bro. i.e. Uh, maybe it's something you actually enjoy doing. Bro. So it's never, I, you know, people who, who live in victimhood mm-hmm. would uh, be upset at me and they're going to say, not everybody has privilege, mm-hmm. Amari. Not everybody gets to do what you get to do, Amari. <laughs> that <Great>. voice. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, so, in other words, what they're asking me to do is enable some people's excuses. That's how I see it. I don't actually see it as I'm being mean or I'm like, you know, taking, you know, being uh, privileged i'm just saying i refuse to live in a mindset where i see anybody not having opportunity and more opportunity than they believe like i'm going to approach every situation regardless of how impoverished and how third world or how you know traumatized somebody is. i'm gonna say cool great i get that that is the case and all i see is possibilities and the only thing you could get upset at me for is seeing possibilities <laughs> you were saying no let them, Let them stay hate in their, their life. Hatred their Let life. them yeah. not enjoy what they really have. Don't let them believe in themselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Great. And you know what's interesting about that too is uh, when you said, um, you talked about the different options that people could take, that they all have the initial goal of, I need to provide, right? And mm-hmm. there's the group of people that said, I need to provide. This is the way to provide. And they never tested the boundaries of all those other things that potentially they provide. So they did the same thing we talked about, projected, well, I can't do that because story, story, story. Well, I wouldn't be able to do that because story, story, story. So I'm just going to do this. Fear, fear, fear. And I never even tried those other things to know what it feels like to actually experience that boundary. And that, my friend, is what we in the industry like to call a full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 100%. You don't know the fucking boundaries of not only yourself, but also what you're capable of or what you could create because you and haven't you try fucking it. tried. And then if you if you do try it, I think um, the thing that comes up for me, again, this is going to sound funny, but I relate it to, um, oh my gosh, I forgot. Somebody joked about this and it was hilarious, but they were like, if, if babies um, treated like walking or talking the same way that we treat like trying out big things in our lives like you know Amateo yeah. would have tried to walk one day and was like yeah I tried that walking thing didn't fucking work so I'm over it it's not, <laughs> not for me like yeah. it's like there's there's like this opportunity of like yes like you tried it one particular way but like if you even if you are the person that's listening you're like yeah you know like yeah no I'm a taxi driver I tried that 
entrepreneur thing. I, you know, I did this one thing and it didn't work out, and now I'm back to texting. Yeah, I'm so I'm not. Yeah, I can't be an entrepreneur. Like, <laughs> I, I can't run a business. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. Well, last time I checked, which was never, uh, there are 17 trillion yeah. business ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so just because it your one work. business idea did not work, does not mean yeah. that you can't run yeah. a business. <laughs> and and take that another step further because I think I I like I like talking about these. Um, in the these types of scenarios in the most expansive way, both like physical change in your environment, your situation, and emotional change in your perspective, right? So there's mm-hmm. there's things that I've been doing where perfect example, um, even like my relationship um with Anna, my relationship with my son, as I was talking about in one of the episodes, where Nothing changed physically in my relationship with my son, but my perspective of my relationship with him changed and caused a whole shift in the things that I would do, the way that I would go about it. So there's also that person who's sitting in that job or that situation that they don't like. And yes, there might be a myriad of alternatives that they would like. And there might also just be a fucking mind shift that they have, which is a story they're telling themselves about that situation that's making it so fucking miserable, right? Like it's, oh, you know, I'm going to be stuck in this job forever or, oh, you know, I'm just doing the thing that my dad told me to do or whatever the fuck story it is. And then the moment that they are applying that same possibility of like, okay, well, what would be possible if I change the story that I'm even telling about this thing that also opens a whole nother world of possibility. I mean, you got options on every fucking front. So like you can literally yeah. stay being the taxi driver and enjoy being the taxi driver rather than being like, I am submitting to the concept that not only can I only do this job, but I have to be miserable while I do this job. <laughs> like you t- <laughs> Because of some unwritten law of the universe. Like you've decided like your yeah. emotional reaction to it. You've decided the position that you can be in. And you, and you literally are like realizing, like, you know, you are the one creating that entire story, like the whole fucking journey. <laughs> yes. And then even even to the even yeah. to the effect yeah. of like even like the nuance of the nuance. Cool. I'm a taxi driver. I don't like this job. Um, I hate this boss or whatever the fuck. Cool. Go be a taxi driver at another company. Like even even that, like even just the, all the possibilities yeah. are available. And I find like the biggest fucking thing. And I'm, I feel like I've been dancing around uh, my own possible utilitarianism. But like the biggest thing that's been supporting me a lot is like <laughs> when I notice the biggest issues I've had have come whenever I start limiting my frame of mind of what's possible. When I start saying, no, it has to be done this way or no, it can't be done that way. That's when I feel the tension and the tension's like, Ugh, there's another way. There's another way. And I'm like, no, there's not. No, there's not. No, there's not. And then one day I realize something that is either a physical switch, a mental switch or something that's like, oh, there is another way. And it's like, oh, wow. It's been staring at me this whole fucking time. Me and Anna have been going through yeah. this parenting thing. And this is where my example will come in. It's been this parenting theme of everything has changed. Now that we are parents, we can't have the same relationship that we had because Amateo's here and things have to be different because Amateo takes up time, he takes up space and he's loud and all these other things. And there was a perspective shift that I had to have on having Amateo in my life. 
and a simple like just do it regardless of the fact that it's different kind of decision that I needed to implement in like our dating life of like, oh yeah, you know, no, we don't have the all day like sescapades that we had before Amateo was around. But if instead of me thinking like, well, I can't recreate that. So zero, I then was like, yeah, you know what? We got 45 minutes. Like we about to get this quick in. Like, let's go. <laughs> I'm hey, you know tell you might wake us up in 20 minutes like that's okay even if I'm mid-stroke like great like it's it is in, and even that so then <laughs> in planting those seeds of me stripping the confines of how this new role for us in relationship as parents is stripping all the things that I know away I throw that away and I say yes it is and there's something new that we can create. And once I'm willing to create something new, I'm willing to let go of the way it's supposed to be or the way it's it has been, then I open up this whole world of possibility and all of a sudden it's fucking easy for us to have a romantic relationship and be parents, but I've been blocking, I've been cock blocking myself cuz I'm like, well, I can't, you know, I need 24 hours to <laughs> wine and dine you like what am I going to do with this kid here? <laughs> yeah. A, a, a poor perspective is the ultimate yeah. cock block Ooh. to a fulfilled Ooh. life. I love that. A poor perspective. Put that on a t-shirt, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going to put that on a t-shirt. Um, hmm. Wow. <sighs> Fuck, man. This is good. This is great. When my brain has so many different ways that it wants to take this conversation. It lives in possibility. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have you tell me. I can take this down a tangent around religion. I can take this on a tangent of alcohol. I can take this mm. on a tangent of wow. artistry. Ooh, wow. That's, a, that's like one felt sounded really <laughs> spicy. Another one sounded like sort of like yeah. touchy and like, wow, we're going to really get to some people with some truths. And the other one sounded really fun. Uh, fun, spicy, <laughs> truthful. Fun, spicy, truthful. Fun, spicy, truthful. Fun, spicy, truthful. This is what it's like to be in my brain. Um, it's just constant narratives. Fuck, only the artistry one. Yeah, the artistry one. Cool, amazing. It's actually the most relevant. Mm-hmm. So, I woke up this morning <laughs> before my partner. Uh, I woke up and it was still kind of like sun was coming up this morning. And I woke up from a dream. And all I remember from, I'm not going to give away my fucking copyrighted content, so I'm not going to tell you guys what happened in the dream. <laughs> but there was this like scene from a dream that was just like lingering on the edge of like my consciousness. And I was like, whoa, that was really cool. And then something was like, that could be a book. And I just got up and I just like went to the kitchen. I started writing. I just started, I just started following the idea. I was like, oh, okay, this is a scene in a book. Well, then how did this scene happen? Oh, well, then who's this character? How did he come about? How is there? And I just started fleshing out this, this thing, this, this idea, right? Like an hour later, I walked away with like a full plot for a whole book, <laughs> right? It was just like fantasy novel. <clears throat> and what's interesting is because I was like half awake while I was writing this, the part of my brain that was like, that tells you, no, that's not mm-hmm. possible. No, mm-hmm. people won't like this. Meh. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That part of my brain wasn't online yet. <laughs> right? Which was great. Because then, like, 
I would hit like, not even like a snag in the storyline, but just like a question. My brain was like, okay, well, if this happened, how the fuck did that happen? <laughs> and instead of being like, oh no, I've ruined, I've written myself into a yeah. hole. My brain was just, my brain just had to come up with a solution. My brain was just like, oh, the way that happened is because of this. And the way that happened. And it like every time it met a challenge, yeah. it met it yeah. with a possibility. Ooh, yeah. Uh-huh. Now you see where I'm going with this. <clears throat> now you see where I'm going, going with this. <laughs> right? So I was thinking, I was like, it was amazing. I like wrote out this whole fucking you know plot for this this book, or it could even be a movie. But I wrote it out, and then I went to go do my morning routine, right? And as I'm doing my morning routine, I'm like journaling, and I'm like, you know what's interesting, especially as an an artist or like as a creative, when we approach something, we're like, this is the one way it's gotta look, right? This this is the end result. If it doesn't look like this, it's not perfect, right? Meanwhile. There is 5 billion different ways this thing can look. Mm. And at least 2 billion of them are good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like we get, we, we mm. do the same thing that people do in life, which is we minimize the only mm. viable way forward. When actually mm. there's so many ways forward. And we, cr- we convince ourselves of the idea of there is one good one or the one is one best one. When it's like, I could have taken this story and I could have used <laughs> I could have used story version 14 or I could have used story oh. version 725 and they're both good. The only problem is when I start saying like oh no 14 is better than 725. Yeah. I was like no they're both good. Like Harry Potter could have still been a good book if like in yeah. you know book number yeah. 7 he wakes up and he's like oh fuck it was all a dream. <laughs> But then she's like, no, I'm going to have him do this oh, instead. It, it's, you're just creating. Shit. You're just constantly creating dude, new possibilities. Dude, you just, you just hit so many I'm things like that you, I was thinking <laughs> about. Some stuff that's really real time for me. Um, I, one example that comes up for me is uh, improv. And um, how at improv, they always talk about like accept the exactly. offer. Whatever it is that somebody gives, you don't, you don't like improv with somebody. And they're like, I'm a whale. And they're like, no, you're not. It's like, no, 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 no. He's a whale. He's a whale. So if he's a whale, you're not allowed to do that. that you're, you're rolling with yeah. it creatively, and the beautiful part yeah. is like nobody watches improv and is like that was the bad way to do improv. It's like it's literally like improv. It's there's no rules to it, and ironically, the only yeah. distinction that you just made mm-hmm. about the way we live life versus improv is we either step into a container where everything is acceptable. Or we step into a container and we say, nope, only this, only that, only that. I was uh, freestyling um, <laughs> this past weekend, actually, yeah. went to House of Vibes and we had like a, a cypher. It was fucking awesome. It was a lot of fun. But one of the things that happens to me that I notice in my own creativity, in my own creative process, is I am influenced by my environment and my setting, Right. So in, in this particular environment, um, I had two different artists that went before me and they both like took the like New York, like let's go fast and let's drop the bars thing. And I have been in my like chill fucking yeah. like common rap <laughs> vibe for quite some time. But of course, because now the setting has been set for me in my mind, nobody else told me this was the rule. Of like, oh, like, okay, we're doing the New York thing. All right, well, 
guess I got to rap fucking fast and do the bars and all that. I decided there was only one path <laughs> that I could take, right? And even though it's very easy for me to decide an entirely different path, because I've created the parameter in my mind, like, like in real time, I've set up the stage for this is the only way to go. And then I remember, because um, we got to a, a round where for the first time in like ages, I felt, and this will sound funny to you, I felt at a loss of words. Like I was freestyling. I was like, I don't even know what to say right now. I don't even, and I, <laughs> I, was, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And it's because my mind was fixing me so much to a direction that I needed to stay in that was actually in tension with what I really wanted to do. I was like, I don't really want to do this like New York rap style right now. Like, so then I was just stuck in this crossroads of like, well, that's the right way because that's what we're doing tonight. And another part of me being like, but I could just start talking in gibberish and it would be cool too. Like there was no rules. There was nobody that said that I had to do it that way. So now when I start thinking about the, the flow right. of life, right. Right. As a, a parallel to that of like, yo, as you're going through life, literally nobody is telling you you have to rap New York style. Like you can come up there and actually nobody even said you needed to speak in English. Like nobody even said that you couldn't do fucking gibberish. Nobody said that you couldn't sing. Nobody gave me no rules. Fucking yeah. rules. I'm like, <laughs> I could literally go up there and I think about that because I'm like, oh my gosh, I run out of words. I could start talking in gibberish. But because I've decided that gibberish isn't acceptable, I won't start talking in gibberish. And then when I think about this, this is really funny because this is on a creative standpoint. I'm like, creatively, if I started talking in gibberish, people would have been like, yo, this is fucking dumb. Is this man confident as hell. I yeah, know. Exactly. Of but I decide that that's not acceptable. I'm like, no, that's not right. Because yeah. right. that's not right. the way the story is supposed to go. Oh, oh my God. Okay. New tangent in three, two. Oh one. my gosh. So for me, when you say that, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah. <laughs> what comes up for me is the idea of trendsetters and influencers. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. You came into a space yeah. in which somebody was already a trendsetter. Mm -hmm. Somebody came in and was brash enough to be like, I'm going to do it my way. Yep. Yep. I'm going to do the New York style. Yep. And then somebody else is like, oh, fuck, okay, I guess I got to do the New, New York style. <laughs> and then you walked in and you're like, oh, these niggas doing New York style, so I got to do New York style. <laughs> right? So what is that if not just a microcosm of our society? Yep. Yep. It's like there's actually not that many rules, mm -hmm. but there are plenty of people who came in and were like, Okay, uh, here's a fertile ground. I'm just gonna yeah. do what I want to do. Yep. And then everybody's like, "Oh, that's what we're supposed that's to do." What we're supposed to do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no one said the rules. <laughs> Nobody said that. It's just like, if you want to, I mean, sure, fine, go for it. Right. It makes me think of Instagram. Oh, right. Of what? When Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. Yeah. When Instagram first started, they're like, put pictures on here. Yeah. Yeah. And some people were like, I'm gonna take a picture of my food. <laughs> And then yeah. everybody's like, "Oh, we taking pictures we of food? <laughs> That's what we doing. Taking pictures of food. <laughs> we, we we taking pictures of food. That's what everybody's doing. All right, we're gonna keep it. Holy yeah, like everybody's shit. just gonna keep posting pictures of food. Holy shit, dude! Right? Yeah, 
Yeah. And it's not like it was called foodogram. It was literally just like, bro, just posted pictures. You know, like that the experiment they do with um, the people where they walk into an elevator and everyone's facing um, the opposite yeah. wall. And then, and then everybody's like, just, just like, that's what we're doing? Like, it is, it's trippy. Because <laughs> like, this is similar to, um, I love, I love your, uh, the, the game you played on lateral thinking um, of like how quickly we make certain assumptions. Like without anybody saying the rule is, rap like New York style. I applied that rule to myself because yeah. of my <laughs> own environmental limitation of like, oh, nope, this is what I have to do. Oh like, my God. Oh my gosh. If you could just oh become aware God. of that shit of like, are you aware of how many self-imposed containers you are putting yourself in and then acting like you are being contained by somebody else? Like, and then you have the audacity <laughs> to say that the world is holding you back. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, my guy? <laughs> what are you even you saying are right now? This. You're prescribing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. I was listening to a podcast with Tony Robbins yesterday. And Tony Robbins was talking about, he's like, yeah, you know, like, when I go on stage or I give a talk, I have like a, you know, I have a certain mm. energy. It's like very loud and very like, yeah. like he's, he's yeah, very Tony yeah. Robbins, right? And then he's like, and then I noticed, like, I started doing that, and people started doing that, and I was laughing because I was like, Wait. Are you, doing that? <laughs> "You don't have to do that, you know." It's like you can just do yourself. You can just you can just be yourself, right? Like, but who? But everybody is like, everybody is so terrified of just doing what they yeah. want. That they're just going for whatever they think is okay. Wow. Wow. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, feel free to subscribe to our Patreon account uh, so you can continue paying for all this value you're getting. Bro, I'm just... (laughs) I love making money. Yeah, no, this is is fucking great because I was just... uh, I was telling one of my clients who just left um, earlier today. um, And I love this. I love, like, sharing. She's actually uh, one... I don't know if you noticed, she came over to the house and she ended up turning our coaching session into a coach session for me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, it's like those, those types of things when I, when I get to witness, like the fact that like, as you and me sit here and talk about all this shit and have all these fucking philosophies and everything, like it doesn't make us immune to thinking in the same ways that we're telling people like, yeah, 100%. About that. And like, so when I witness that, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I literally am falling into self-categorization, self-limitization, like deciding, oh, it's safer for me to do that. But the, the, the difference, I think, not even the difference, the thing that I would invite people for or invite people to is the journey of becoming aware of that. Like, cause it's like the moment you're aware of the shit, That's then the you difference. can be like, Oh, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. And now you can yeah. make you you can't be held you can't be yeah. held accountable to something you don't yeah. have awareness of. Yeah. Right? A hundred percent. So like, yes, Marco, learn all the coaching tools and all the philosophies and the psychology so that you're like, oh huh, uh, mm-hmm. hold on. Yeah. I'm gonna catch myself, <laughs> right? Great. And fantastic. And because you're a human being with a human brain that tends yep. to forget things. <laughs> Have people around you who can hold yep. you accountable yep. to shit. And they're like, hey, you notice you're doing that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I'm gonna. This is, <laughs> this is amazing. This is, this is great. I'm gonna um, mm-hmm. if I may, 
I'm going to take this on a tangent and then bring okay. us back to this point. But it would be best right. served with a story. <sighs> full circle moment. Into a full circle sound. <laughs> um, I told you I went back to Maryland. I went home, literally, for the first time in years. <clears throat> I just have not been home in a long time, right? And I went home to see my dad, who's going through health stuff. And um, I was there. It was the second day I was there. I was there for less than 24 hours uh, by this point. And a thought came to my mind. I was like, should I go see my mom? <laughs> the same mom, who I haven't seen in four or five years. The same mom who kicked me out of the house. Same mom traumatizing. Same mom abuse. Same mom who was the root of all my depression that like all all the that stuff right and my brain was like we're 15 minutes away let's go see her <laughs> right and uh <laughs> if you i think we actually recorded it on the last podcast but if you remember last week i said that i'd created mm -hmm. a mental framework of when you make decisions asking yourself yeah, on a yeah. scale of should mm -hmm. to want mm -hmm. where does this fall Less than five mm -hmm. is more towards the should. More than five is more towards the want, right? And just like setting up a, uh, a parameter for yourself. Like I never make decisions that are, yeah. you know, under four or under three, right? You rated this one at three. <laughs> <laughs> right? And it's so great. And by great, I mean horrible. Because <laughs> I said, I should go see my mom. And I like didn't ask myself on a scale of should to want. <laughs> where is it. this? Yeah. I was like, I'm just going to go see my mom. It's yeah. going to be great. Fantastic. It's so convenient. She's right there. Mm -hmm. And then I went to go see her. And it was a horrible, terrible, horrifying, traumatizing experience. It was, it, was, uh, it was horrific. It was terrible. It was 15 minutes and it was painful and it was uncomfortable. And I felt like in my body just gross mm -hmm. for the next like 36 hours. It was a terrible experience. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my partner. Shout out to her. Hey, baby. <laughs> hey, homegirl. <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> hey, homegirl. She shall not be named until she's a guest she on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> she who shall not be named. I was talking to her uh, the day after. Mm -hmm. And uh, I let her know that, like, uh, to be honest, like, I felt um, lonely after the incident with my mom happened. Because I felt like she didn't know how to support me mm. in that moment, right? Like, she's not a coach. She is just getting into, like, all this whole lifestyle in this industry. So she doesn't have all the cool tips and tricks and tools and one-liners that maybe Anna does yeah. or whatever, right? Because it's a practice. You got to learn it over mm -hmm. years, right? And uh, I told her that, you know, I was feeling kind of, like, not unsupported because I know she supports me. But I felt like I didn't get the support that I needed, right? Yeah. And she asked me, and she was like, well, what would have supported you? And I was, like, thinking to myself. Yeah, like, huh? <laughs> she's <laughs> no, she's great. Yeah. She's amazing. She's so great. Shout out to her. Hey, homegirl. <laughs> um, and she said, well, what would have supported you? And I thought, and I considered. And I was like, you know what? Remember when I came up to you, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go to my mom's mm -hmm. place. If you had just asked me on a scale of should to want, mm -hmm. <laughs> where does this mm -hmm. lie? Because that would have just paused me. They would have just stopped me and made me be like, huh. Because in retrospect, the reason I went to go see my mom 
is because it was convenient. convenient. Yeah. It was 15 minutes away. I was like, well, might as well. And I was like, oh, I should. I haven't seen her in years. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be a good son. I'm supposed to be so transformed. I'm supposed to be enlightened now. I can go see the woman who traumatized me. I should do that. Mm. So on a scale of should to want, it was a two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? <laughs> if I had had her ask me that before I made the decision to go, I could have at least with more awareness made a decision, made a better, more in integrity decision, right? The reason I say all this, not just because it's a wonderful story and I love storytelling, (laughs) is because of what we just talked about. It's like awareness and accountability, right? It's like when my awareness fails me, who's gonna hold me accountable? That's why I have a partner. Talking about, hey babe, in the future, (laughs) <laughs> hold me accountable to this fucking framework that I just created for everybody else <laughs> right and it's very simple she doesn't need a coaching background to ask me on a scale of should to want <laughs> where is yeah. this decision for you right and that would have just been able to help me get right out of my head and click back into making decisions that are integrity with who I am as human yeah yeah I'm complete thank you for sharing <laughs> that yeah uh, it's interesting because I think it's it's the the part, the the detail I was adding in there, which plays into understanding, like what caused you to step out of the integrity with <clears throat> the integrity with your decision making and all of those things. Because I know we had this conversation last week, and you rated it a three already. And it's like, and, and in between that, yeah, you did. did. I? You had already. We had already had this. Oh, you're already, you're already like three. Oh, <laughs> but, but like just just noticing that, right? Like, great. So you, you took that, and I think this is like a a lovely like human moment for people listening in the audience. Like, still, we can even go through the process, and still, like, there's going to be the emotional <laughs> moment that's happening. They're like, I'm 15 minutes away, and like. Well, you know, and, and having those reminders, like having that, which is why I think like everything from community support, um, really putting into the, the mindset of like how much we're communicating with the people that are around us so that they can know like how to support us. It's like, like literally being like, you know, until I, until I tell you how to support me, like I can't expect you to support me that way. <laughs> You're just going to be sitting there I like, love I love you. You're good. I hope you don't keep hurting yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Um, I love Fucking this. hell. I love, <laughs> love life. This is great. Yeah. All right, up. brother. Holy shit. Yeah, let's wrap so. this thing up. <laughs> Another you're episode of You're like Not Gonna podcast. Like This Podcast. Um, so, Mari, who do you believe? is not going to like this podcast. There's a very specific sense of mom. Yeah, yeah, sure. She's probably not going to like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the people who fight yeah. for unpossibility are not going to like this podcast. The people who think that like not everyone has the opportunity to live life by design. Yeah, sure. I think it's going to be more difficult for some people. And I think it's possible for everyone. Whew. Is that it? That's the group? Okay. That's it. Guys, <laughs> say, uh, you never like this podcast if 
Um, yeah, if you uh, play for Team Victim, um, yeah, if that's your team, <laughs> as Amari said, then you're probably not going to enjoy this because this is a certain amount of responsibility. Um, you're not going to like this podcast if. Hmm. Damn. That, that actually, that, uh, honestly, that does cover <laughs> like a pretty big swath of. The, the people that are not going to like it. So yeah, you're not going to like it if you yeah if you believe yeah. that like limitation, circumstance, all of that should be an excuse for why you can't live a better life. Yeah, you're not going to like this. So yeah, I'm say. yeah, and yeah. good luck living that yeah. life. Good, good luck. And, and even, good luck with even that. just like yeah, recognizing. Which I would say is another reason why you're not gonna like it. You're not gonna like this podcast if you don't want to be called out about the fact that your potentially shitty situation is completely your fault, um, and also it's your opportunity to change it. Yeah. <laughs> I love accountability. I love ownership. Uh, <laughs> I love that you said it. I love that. Pull the knife out and just fucking start the surgery. Jesus All right. Christ. Talk to you. All right, everybody. Another episode in the books. Love y'all. Bye.